in normal time. Liverpool 3 0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Welcome to the Redscast podcast. The Reds have actually bought someone and we're going to be speaking about the West Ham game as well where the Reds are back again scoring goals. Building up to the Brighton game as well tomorrow evening. It is going to be a good one, let me tell you that. I'm your host, Matty. Joined this week as always by Steve. How are we doing? Afternoon. Um, buzzing, to be honest. <laughs> buzzing with the Wait. results or buzzing with the fact that people have bought someone? The, the fact that they bought someone doesn't concern me that much, but the fact that they're playing well and they're winning. I haven't had a buzz off a match like that for a while. We were dominant, weren't we? Absolutely dominant. 68% possession, 14 shots, 5 on target, 6 off target. Better numbers than what we've seen in recent weeks. Mm. Um, we had three big chances. We were just absolutely clinical. Probably two goals of the season contenders in there as well. Do you know what? They were all... They were all just beautiful goals in their own right, weren't they? Yeah, all three of them. I mean, when when the lineup got announced, it turned a few heads, didn't it? Um, we played in a four-three-one-two um, with Shakiri Shiki- yeah. just behind Divock and Salah. Divock didn't have his best game again for Liverpool, um, which I was very surprised that he stayed and Minamino's gone. But we'll we'll talk touch on the transfers uh, after the West Ham game. But do you know what? I can't fault anyone who played in that game at all. No. Uh, even that Phillips, when he was announced to be playing, I was like, oh, I just didn't know. Even though we had a good 45 minutes against Spurs with West Ham, they've been, because they've been so informed, you just, I just had this feeling that he'd be the one, you know, who like made that mistake. And he was effort, he was faultless, weren't he? It did a lot of them. As I say, I can't, even like you say, Divock didn't have his best game, but like he contributed. Yeah. And, Talking about the team like that, with Alden goal, I've watched that about 15 times on loop. Like, how many, was it 35 passes or yeah, something? Yeah, 35 passes from. I've watched that a few times. Like, the only two players on the pitch that didn't touch the ball in that build-up were Allison and Curtis Jones. Every other single player had at least one or two touches in that build-up. It was a perfect team goal, really, wasn't it? It was lovely. To me... I said it to you when we when the match was on. Curtis Jones changed the game for me. Um, now I know I'm a massive Curtis Jones fan, <laughs> but when Milner came off, it, obviously he was fuming, which I thought was funny, and then he turned it around. But um, like Curtis Jones came on, instant impact, getting the assist for the first goal. Yeah, and I just feel as though having someone who's not afraid to run and like just create something, it just yeah. completely changed the dynamics of the game, didn't it? Definitely, definitely. Say it was. Absolute instant impact, and I absolutely love to see that from Milner on the sidelines. And you say he was fuming, like you see, he wasn't happy. What what made me more happy about it was like, say if that Salah or Mane coming off, yeah. I don't mean to pick on them too, but it's just because I've seen them do it in the past. And they get a cob on, and they throw the towel on the floor, and they go and sit down and in a big huff. I can't see either of them having a laugh with Klopp in that situation the way Milner did. No, he just come back and was like, yeah, you're right, Daffer, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do I know? I'm just a footballer. Like. Yeah, he was... He was. This, I'd say he was, he was half disappointed in that game, Milner. Um, it's probably one of the 
the, the worst. No, I, I wouldn't even say disappointing. I think he just ticked along. There was there was no like I think they were all minimum seven out of tens. Yeah, but I think if you had to pinpoint like the, I think it was the right change to bring to bring Jones mm. on for Milner because absolutely at that time yeah. out of that midfield, Genie has been an absolute boss in the holding role, which is exciting because we're going to need someone to step into it, okay. given the massive news that came out yesterday. But it was just it's to me, Curtis Jones is what a player like to be twenty years of age years now and come on and completely change a game for the champions, it just shows how confident he is and that he just oozes class, doesn't he? He does. Um, as I said this before a few times, for a kid, he looks absolutely where he should be. He doesn't look out of place. He doesn't look scared of the opposition. He's not going hiding in big games. When he's on that pitch, he's showing for the ball. He's passing the ball. He never lets you down. Well, all right. He's, he's not perfect yet. But for a twenty-year-old kid, he's nigh on perfectly. Yeah, I think he'll. Um, I think he'll. He's only going to improve and, and be better and better as years come on. Like he's he's learning from now from the likes of Thiago Alcantara. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he learning from arguably one of the the best midfielders to play the game. I mean, and he, he learned when he was younger off Stevie uh, in mm. the academy when Stevie was the manager there. And then obviously, if Stevie does come back in the next few years to be our manager, he's then going to learn off Stevie again. So he's only going to keep improving his game, the type of people you would that... Hope, you would hope he doesn't reach a sort of a plateau on his on his ability because some players peak early and they get to 20 and then they don't progress. I can't see that with Curtis, but you never know. Ah, no, I, I can't see it myself. I, think. I can't see it. I can't see it. Like, you see it in, there's a possibility there it could happen. Nico Williams might be reaching a level where maybe he'll improve, maybe he'll stay where he is. You just don't know. But with Curtis Jones, you, you can just see him flying. Anything, anything can happen. Yeah, because he broke into the team around a similar age Stevie did, didn't he? Um, or was Stevie 17? I can't remember now. But the, you can just see. I, when I watched Curtis Jones, I, you can, to me, I can see how much he looked up to Gerard as a kid because not even just the fact he's took the number 17 and we all know when Naby Keita eventually goes that number eight <laughs> Curtis Jones but it's a style of play isn't it yeah it, not scared of a tackle he's he's skillful he, he can just control the game and to see that coming through I, I've just got that buzz because I feel as though when we had Carragher and Gerrard we haven't had that since and now I feel as though we've got Trent and Curtis coming through and that's the next the next lot mm-hmm. coming out of um, the academy who, who probably will represent the pool for the rest of their lives, which is yeah, exciting. Hopefully. And then obviously we've still got, although he's not a product of our academy because we've we got him from Fulham, we've still got Harvey Elliott to come back who he's been unbelievable in the cha- He's made the championship look like look easy and it's probably one of the hardest league in the world. Yeah, he's been, he's been brilliant for Blackburn and they must be so, I mean, do you know what? It's a great move for all involved, that one, because Blackburn have got a little gem there of a yeah. player he's getting game time he's getting his name on the headlines and you know ultimately Liverpool have got a player there who's developing massively yeah he, he's the way he plays it's I was watching their um, DFL show the other day on Sky and they were analysing him and his passes he's like he's so creative all over the pitch and he's like a workhorse so it's exciting to see that coming back in I mean obviously his pathway into the first team is obstructed a little bit at the minute with with Salah um, 
But I've been thinking about it and I'm at the the like the level now where it feels so I don't want Mbappe. I'd rather get Haaland in and keep all the Salah and Mane and then in a few years maybe Elliot take over. Yeah. Um I say it's gonna be devastating to lose any of them front three to be honest with you and I we pick the bones out of it probably every other week about which one we want to lose I don't want to lose any of them and no matter which one you pick someone's going to disagree with you because everyone's got the favourite regardless of what numbers they're bringing in and whatever but we, we just can't keep that same front three I don't think they're all going to be there next season and it devastates me but Devastates me to a point up until I see who's coming in to replace them, and then I'll make my mind up how sad I am. I don't think the, I don't think any of them will go. To be honest with you, you know, like Bobby seems to have found his feet again. Apparently, Jota's gonna be back any time now. Um, maybe the City game. Who knows? I don't know if that he was, he was rumored to be he back. Hasn't trained, has he? Well, we don't know because we don't know what what Jürgen. He's come out today and said Van Dijk's out for the season, but apparently he's back towards the end of the season. He just doesn't like to have pressure, but no one really asks about Jota in the press conferences because it's just when's Van Dijk back, Jürgen? Um, yes. So, but I don't know. I just got this feeling maybe, just maybe he he might be back. Maybe just maybe, maybe just after the City game then, because um, there was always talk that when he first got injured he'd be back the start of February, and now we're in the start of February. So, yeah. Yeah. So who knows? But. In the West Ham game, uh, I'd said before it that Ben Rama was a decent player for them. I forgot he was even on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, and that was down to the way we played. We we didn't, we barely gave them a sniff. I think they had one opportunity in the first half where Antonio put it wide. Um, other than that, I can't, I can't even remember any clear cut chances that they have. I don't remember Allison particularly making any saves or. Them having any dangerous attacks against us. So literally that one chance for Antonio where he put it wide is the only thing where he worried us. Yeah, and even their goal, like, I think it was just a bit of a consolation where the Reds had switched off and he yeah, won yeah. the game. Um, but another another stat we can look at is crosses. We only attempted 13 in this game as well. So that's uh, United in the FA Cup, Spurs and now West Ham. We've attempted under 20 crosses in the game. The games before them, we were attempting 40, 50 crosses a game. Yeah, yeah. So tactically, it's definitely changed at the pool, hasn't it? It has. It, um, obviously, the the coaching staff and Jürgen see all the statistics that we see, and obviously they're the ones who are better at analysing it and how to deal with it. And they've done that um, because when we when we weren't winning, that was a massive issue for everyone that could see all them crosses going in for nothing. Yeah. Um, but yet, if they've, they've I, don't, I don't know what they've done, but I like it. Well, even though the results all went in our favour this week, didn't they? Like, Leicester got beat by Leeds. We could go above them. Tottenham yeah. lost again to Brighton, um, <laughs> which is interesting. United drew. Yeah, obviously, Everton City, lost. Everton lost. So, we're now um, five points clear of fifth, which is, yeah. considering a couple of weeks ago, we could have ended the weekend. I think it was in eighth. Mm-hmm. Both times, Everton have had to go above us. They failed. Um which is is beautiful to see. Uh, but I do think Everton will improve massively with Josh King coming in. I think that is a, a really, really good buy, to be fair. Um, it is, and I'm fuming at you over that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> in the know, Matty, about yeah. that. Um, but yeah, the 
we're only a point behind United now, which when you think, well, they beat us the other day and was if they were the beat us the other day, they would have went six points clear. And now we're only a point behind them. So yeah, I mean, I said this up. a few weeks ago. Like it's one of them mad seasons where two two weeks later, give it two more weeks time, we could be top of the league. We could be seventh. You just don't know what the hell's going to happen. I think we'll be top of the league on Sunday. When do we play City Sunday? I think we'll be top they're, on Sunday. They're four points ahead of us with a game in hand, aren't they? So that that. Well, they play Burnley tomorrow. Right. Oh, they won't have another game before we play them then, will they? No, so, but Burnley are going to win them tomorrow. <laughs> I'm that. laughing like I am laughing, but I hope you're right. Well, Burnley have found a bit of form weekly, haven't they? To be fair to them, um, a, a bit hit and miss, aren't they? They've, they've got a few points under the belt. Like, I mean, but... I know they got beat by Chelsea, but do you know what? In that game, Chelsea weren't that good. They were. It was a Marcus Alonso wonder strike and, and Aspel oh, yeah. But I don't think they were that good. And Burnley seemed to turn. Burnley <laughs> seemed to be City. City's bogey team. In like the the on City against smaller opposition in last season and this season, City have never really been. It's almost as though they're going there. Like what we did against Aston Villa, where we turned up thinking the game's won, and it wasn't. Yeah. I, I just think there's there's more twists to it and. If Burnley do us a favour, like we kick off course past eight tomorrow City at six o'clock. If Burnley do us a favour, we could be going into this game against Brighton with the potential to be one point behind City going into them on Sunday, which is yeah. is mad. Even if it's bonkers, even if they only get a draw, City, and we beat Brighton, we can go top of the league again on Sunday. By <laughs> beating City, yeah. I mean, that's a, like I, I keep saying it. This season is just going to be completely bananas. We just don't know what's going to happen. We're looking at the um, the rest of the season. Obviously, we know why uh, Jurgen Klopp went all out for two centre backs now, don't we? Um, yeah, I'll tell you what they've they've done well there, keeping that Matip injury quiet. Because if that news comes out before we buy them two players, I think their fees double at least. Maybe not Ben Davis's because he, his contract is nearly up, but I think the, we wouldn't have got a loan for Ozan Kabach. I think it would have been no. so simple. You're buying him or you don't have him. Yeah, because yeah, you know, we, we lose our bargaining chip there. We were absolutely stunk have of desperation. Have you seen the actual fee we've only had? To, we've only paid two million you know, total for the two of them. It's another Edwards masterclass, isn't it? Yeah. and like The guy's a genius. I'm excited by them, you know. Um, really excited. Like Ozan Kabach's a really good defender I'll, I'll get on to him in a minute but Ben Davis I, I like the story behind it similar to Robertson who had to like work his way to the top I like that it, it it's a good motivation for kids in a sense yeah. of like if, if you get released from an academy like Robert got released by Celtic you can still make it at the biggest level uh, and then Ben Davis has been at, at Preston his whole career he's been out on loan so like lower league teams and he probably mm. never ever imagined himself to be playing for the champions of england are the best biggest and best club in england even statistically now without we are the most successful club in the country and i don't think he would have ever thought that he'd be playing for us and i'm excited to see what he can do it it's like he's gonna come with that bit between his teeth i think in a sense of people aren't gonna think i'm that good and he's gonna want to prove people wrong yeah do you know what'll be interesting about this kid what? is if Klopp puts him in the Champions League squad because 
He's already said that Van Dijk is going in the Champions League squad just in case, which I absolutely am okay with. Yeah, because um, he said this morning that Van Dijk's out for the season, but then put him in the Champions League squad. So it's like, he's not out for the season, Jürgen. <laughs> Don't be telling um, me that. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if he puts... I'm sure he'll put that car back in. Yeah, he's, he's, he's probably the more the more experienced and the more ready to... Well, Kabak's a... To dip his toe in the first team, like... Kabak's a right-sided centre-half, so I think he's going to be the one who gets more games anyway. It's ultimately a try before you buy with him. Um, yeah. I'm really, really excited about about Kabak. Really excited. Um, I love seeing a Turkish player in the Prem. Obviously, I've got ties <laughs> to Turkey and stuff, and I just love seeing him. He, he's a good talent, Um I think people are judging him in a sense of saying like, "Oh, Schalke have been awful this season. He doesn't. He should wait. Why are we gonna get him?" And when you play, Is this the fella that we were linked to the, the in the summer, yeah, the same fella, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been Schalke have been poor, but then I think that's an unfair judgment because when you look at say Weston McKenney, Schalke were poor last year. Weston McKenney went to Juventus, and Weston McKenney has been unbelievable for Juventus this season. So yeah. if you're playing with bad players, ultimately it's there's only so much a defense can do if your attack's not scoring goals. <laughs> Look at Liverpool in recent weeks, we were getting we were yeah. getting draws and getting beat because our attack weren't scoring goals. So there's only so much a defensive line can do. He's an exciting player. He's a a bit like Suarez in the sense of he can be a a bit of a nightmare. Um, <laughs> but that I like seeing now at Liverpool. I like seeing someone who's got that bit of fire in them or win at all costs. And he's been playing professional football I know obviously you could argue that Ben Davis has been playing professional football but I mean top level professional football since he was 17 because he played at Galatasaray when he was 17 Galatasaray in my opinion arguably the biggest team in Turkey aren't they I don't know Fenerbahce and Besiktas are bigger than them but they're one of the top three teams in Turkey Um and then he's a Turkish international. He's be and then obviously he's went from Galatasaray. He went to Stuttgart in the Bundesliga. That's a, again a massive team. Um, like fifty thousand seats of stadiums. You're playing in front of fifty thousand fans, crazy fans as well. Then he's went to Schalke. Um, Davy Wagner's given him a glowing review, saying he's going to be a captain of a football team one day. He's he's only twenty. Don't forget these. He is a real real talent and. I truck people are writing him off and you take a Twitter yesterday. Oh my god, people are writing him off. Who on earth is writing him off? Didn't have seen him kick a ball there, out. There was fans on Twitter yesterday, dubious of him, and I'm like, you should have seen some of the Turkish fans tweeting him back, going <laughs> mad. Because um, with Turkey, obviously their league isn't a good standard. They've got um, Fenerbahce, Besiktas, Galatasaray, Istanbul, Basakshia, and Trabzon Spore, who they're all there about every year but then the rest of it like Alanya Spore and stuff like that they're all, they're all terrible um, mm. so when it, one of their own goes and plays in the big leagues they get behind them massively and Turkish love Liverpool they absolutely love us um, ever since say like 2005 that final because obviously they all watched it because it was in their country and then they just all fell in love with Liverpool like when you walk around Turkey and the area scouts they, they just love you they just give you so much respect and the fact that I remember when Nori Shaheen signed for us, you should have seen yeah, they were yeah. going mad. They were all made up. So this is ultimately what they what they feel as though is their poster boy. This is the yeah. one who Turkey believe is is unbelievable. I mean, since Ocean came to to England and was terrible, <laughs> ultimately. But <laughs> they, they call Kabak Kabak Pasha, which means Kabak the King. 
like similar. Oh, okay. They used to call Sengtos and Tosin Pasha, which is Sengtos and the King. But yeah. the new, the one who they call that now, their poster boy is Ozan Kabak, and he, he's a real talent. And as people I've spoke to over there saying he's better than Soyuncu. Okay. So if you're getting someone Soyuncu, I would have took him at the red. So if you're getting someone better than that, who's got the talent to become arguably one of the best Turkish internationals of all time, he's gonna be good and. The try before you buy, I just think it's because of the pool of being careful with the money. I, I genuinely think we're going to buy him, especially yeah. with the news on um, Yeah, and getting back to saying, you know, is, is the team are performing well? You can't judge a player on how the team are playing. Look, the players we've got in the past who've like come from relegated teams. Genie Wijnaldum, we got off Newcastle when they were relegated. Robert. Andy Robertson, we got off Hull when they were relegated. And I'm sure there's... We got Joe Gomez from more. League One. Yeah. I mean, I know he was he was younger when we got him, but we still got him from League One uh, and mm-hmm. developed him. Um, I hope Van Dijk is back at some point this season because Kabak's idol is Van Dijk, and to train next to him is going to be phenomenal. I mean, just having Van Dijk around Melwood and being in mm-hmm. the midst of it, and let's not forget Kabak's going. He's going. He's gone from playing sh- against, like up against uh, in training players at Schalke who can't score a goal to. <laughs> Training with Mo Salah, Mane, Firmino, Jota, Thiago, all coming at him in training. That's instantly going to make you a better player. If you've got, if you're training with the best front three in world football, arguably, you're going to improve every day. Same yeah. with Ben Davis. Especially if you've got, especially if you've got the best defender in the world to learn from while you're there. How would you would you roll with it then? I mean, they're both eligible for this game on Wednesday against Brighton. I'm in two minds. I mean, we know Fabinho is out for it, which I'm not bothered about. I'd rather him be ready for, for City. But Ben <coughs> Davis is a left-sided centre-back and Kabak's a right-sided centre-back. So my thinking is that Klopp wants to make them a centre-back partnership for the rest of the season. Um, for I, not for you? No, not for me. Um, I actually think Davis will barely get a game this year. I think he's... He's, he's going to do the same with him that he did with Andy Robertson. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to give him time to bet in. If any of them are going to get in the first team, it'll be Kabak. And that won't be straight away for me. I still think it'll be Phillips and Henderson tomorrow. I don't know, you know. I, I've got this with Davis. He's 25. Um, it's a no-brainer signing, really, because everyone who I've spoke to the past few days, um, like Preston, fan sites for uh, Transfer Room, they say... He's one of the best players they've ever seen in a Preston shirt at centre-half. He's arguably one of the best defenders in the championship. His stats are amazing. Um, now, obviously, the Premier League's a different kettle of fish, but they think so highly of him. The same we got him for a fifth of, a, of his value. They reckon we, they could have got 10, 15 million for him if his contract wasn't up. So I think with Liverpool, it's more like, if it doesn't work out, we'll sell him for like five, six million to someone. Yeah. Say like... Sheffield United or, or someone like that, someone yeah. who, who needs a centre half. But I think he goes in against Brighton myself. Um, he is only a temporary. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll put it to you a different way. Do you think Phillips deserves to be dropped? For Brighton? Yeah. Really? In a sense of not based on form. Nat Phillips has got no pace. Neil Mopai is rapid. Aaron Connolly is rapid. You need someone with who's got a bit of pace in them, and he's not 
unbelievably fast Ben Davis, but he glides across the pitch when I've been watching highlights now of him and his ball distribution is phenomenal. It, it's it's real, real good. Considering he's a championship player, he, it's really good as distribution. I think he only failed set of 15, 16 passes this season and he's a, a, attempted like 90 like long nice. ball passes. Um, and it, I feel as though if you're putting Henderson and Nat Phillips, that was a perfect partnership for West Ham because yeah. they, the height... Brighton haven't got height, Brighton have got pace, and Brighton play a very, very similar system to that of Liverpool. So they have Mopai and Connolly, very, they play very similar to like Firmino, so sometimes Mopai will drop into the line, between the lines, Connolly will drag the defenders out of position, then they'll put the ball over the top and Mopai will just burst onto it. Um, it so I feel like putting that Phillips in that game it would, wouldn't do his confidence any good because I don't think he'd have the best of games. He's not fast. He just isn't. He's a monster in the air. Don't get me wrong. He's an absolute monster. But Brighton haven't got any tall players, really, other than Dan Byrne. And mm. you're only going to get him up on corners and set pieces and stuff. Other than that, he plays down like, as a left wing back. So I don't really believe that we need Nat Phillips in this game. I feel as though we need someone a bit faster. Personally, I'd start Henderson and Kabak because Kabak got pace. Mm-hmm. Do you think they've been, either of them have been in the club long enough to be starting a game? Like they signed yesterday, we're playing tomorrow. Is that enough time to to even learn everyone at the club's name? You know what I mean? Let alone how we play, where to stand, where to run. No. Basic in stuff. an ideal situation, no. But then Liverpool are in an ideal situation. Like Massive's out for the season. Gomez is out for the season. Van Dijk, according to Klopp, is out for the season. Um. Fabinho is injured for this game. So you're left with them two and Nat Phillips. I think Reese Williams will, will go. I think, I think it's been confirmed. He's going back down to the 23s to replace Vandenberg's space because he went to Preston. Mm-hmm. I don't believe we're going by them if they weren't going to get played straight away. Um, straight away is, I mean, I, I would say, you know, but, within, a, within a week yeah, or two. Yeah, but then the games after this, days. we've got Man City on Sunday, then Leicester after that. If anything, yeah. you'd rather play them in this so you can get a feel for the Premier League if you're Ugg City. Because I do, I do think the City game, you'll probably have Kabak and, and Fabinho. But in this mm-hmm. game, um, Brighton arguably could go down to the championship standard. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't forget, Ben Davies has played games like Mopai and now in the past when Mopai was at Brentford. Um, Aaron Connolly was on loan in the championship two seasons ago. So... Ben Davis would have played against them. Kabak's an, an international footballer. He's he's going to be decent enough. Whether they both start, if Klopp goes bold, because they they've been bored ultimately to play together. So if if Klopp goes bold, he might start a pair of them tomorrow. They're both eligible. Or you might start Henderson and Davis, and then put Henderson into midfield and and bring someone off to put Kabak on. Maybe. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not doubting the quality because first of all. I don't do that with Liverpool players most of the time. Second of all, I haven't seen enough of them. Like, all my, my issue is, I just think two days is too soon. But don't forget, Liverpool would have been preparing for Brighton from yesterday. So, Davis signed Sunday. So, he would have been straight in that training session preparing for Brighton. Monday, Tuesday session, play on Wednesday. Granted, they haven't been at the club long enough, but if it's just one of them. It's... I don't think we've got any other choice. I wouldn't put <laughs> Henderson. No, but the thing is, we actually have. It's not an ideal choice, but we have got that choice of Henderson and It's Phillips. suicidal. It's suicidal. They're so <laughs> on it. Neil Mopai is as fast as Mo Salah. Honestly. 
And yeah. if you, all they need to do, Brighton aren't soft. Don't forget, Adam Lallan and those Liverpool system. They aren't mm. soft. They they know they'll watch that that Spurs game and and West Ham and see how high we press and see a ball over the top could work. The difference with Brighton to Spurs and West Ham is Brighton have got. I mean, I know Spurs have fast players with like Son and Bale and stuff, but Brighton have just are going to be buzzing. They've just come off the back of beating Spurs, massive three points for them, huge. Now they're coming to play Liverpool, the Premier League champions. Everyone who comes up against us this year have got that bit between the teeth where they're like, we always want to beat them. I just think a ball over the top. Or, I mean, that Phillips is a monster in the air, so if he's going to win everything in the air that goes over the top, fair play, right, try to play him. But I just think we just need a bit of pace in that back line. Can you imagine him, play the, him playing the both new lads at centre-back? Imagine the absolute chaos. Imagine, like, I don't like, yeah, they might have a bit more pace than Henderson and Phillips. But I don't think you'll play both of them. No, I, I think it'll be <laughs> it'll be Henderson and Davis, um, because Davis has played in the English game. Mm. So I think it'll be Henderson and Davis. I think Kabach will play City though. I think it'll be for being on Kabach for City. Um, yeah, that'll be our eight hundred and seventy fourth centre back pair in the <laughs> season. Won't it? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd rather Davis get a game tomorrow than against City. To be honest, I think that game's too big. And Kabak's a lot faster than Davis, so I'd rather play him and Fabinho because then Fabinho can like talk Kabak through the game. You know, and maybe have Henderson in the holding role to help them. Where tomorrow, I feel as though having Henderson next to Davis will help him. It'll massively help him, and just that add a bit of pace. At the end of the day, he's as tall as Nat Phillips, and he's as good in the air as Nat Phillips. So you're not really see that big, yeah. He's six one, six two, something like that. But he his aerial duels, he's won like 70, 80% of them in the championship this season. Um he's good in the air. He's both of them, both of them are really good in the air. Kabach doesn't get beat in the air. He just doesn't mm. it. But that again, Brighton it's not bothered about the aerial threats because like I said, they've only really got Dan Byrne, who, who's aerially sound, in my opinion. Um and I don't think they'll get forward that much. I I feel as though this game massively relies on Basuma and Thiago keeping Basuma quiet we'll win the game because he is world class world class yeah I mean if if he's one of them players where you would say if Brighton went down he'd be off I even he, think he's if he too stay good up. for the championship yeah I even think if they stay up he'd go he's too good for Brighton he, he could get into a top six team I think He'd be a massive sign for someone like Spurs or Everton, um, so or even Chelsea. To be honest, I think he he'd add things to Chelsea. I would love him at Liverpool, but we've got we've we've got already got a player in Thiago like that. I mean, he's a younger yeah. version. It'd be amazing to get him in to learn off Thiago, but I just can't see him coming and sitting on the bench to learn. But he's well, he's quality. He's so good. He he can play in the Champions League. He's that good and. You probably see, you've will. done a lot of um, you've done a lot of research on Brighton this week, haven't you? <laughs> Too much research on Brighton. This week. <laughs> You're coming up with all these players, and I'm like, ew. <laughs> no, honestly, like Basuma, he's he's unbelievable. He'll when you watch the game, you'll see he's he picks out the passes on the wings. So like, you know, like Van Dijk used to like be Salah or Mane, just pinging mm-hmm. them across the pitch. Basuma's like that, but then if that pass isn't there, he's not scared to run. He's got he's got pace. Uh, and if he gets if he gets to like say do you know the area in which Gerard used to shoot like 35, 40 yards out? Yeah. 
if Basuma catches one right, he has got an absolute peach of a right foot, you know, an absolute peach of one. It's just a shame that he's not going to see the ball tomorrow. That's what, if we keep him for quiet, him. if we keep him. him quiet, we win the game. I think that's how important he is for that Brighton team. Um, I think Alana will start for them because it's just one of them. It's, got, it's playing against a good pool. It's... it's <laughs> Yeah, for, I mean, for me, Brighton, yeah, they've got a few decent players there, but it's another one like West Ham. I've never really been worried when we're coming up to play in Brighton. I like them. I like how they play football. I like Graham Potter as a manager, but I'm not worried at all. Um, it feels as though we found our feet again. Yeah. I think Mane will probably be back. I think you'll probably see us maybe rest Salah in this game now. Um, yeah, with City coming up, I was... Yeah, with maybe, Bobby getting a rest. Well, you know... Bobby got a rest yeah. against West Ham and, and um, obviously Mane had broke his toe. Mane may not even be back for the for the City game, which brings me on to how mad is it to, to let Takumi Minamino go out on loan? It's sensible, but mad. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with that one myself. After hearing Klopp's comments today, it's changed my perception on it a little bit more with him saying they did want an option to buy and it got refused. He basically said he's got 17 games to go to play the rest of the season. If he stays fit, he'll probably play every game um, for, yeah. for Southampton. Maybe he's going to learn a partnership with Danny Ings to see if he comes back in the summer. <laughs> um, but the, do you know what? It makes sense in the sense of Ralph Hasenhutl is from the Red Bull model. That's where he's learned to trade. Um, so he Southampton play very similar to how Red Bull, Salzburg, Leipzig, uh, New York Red Bull holstered. All the teams they've got within this football model, they play very similar. And Ralph Ragnar has been the one who's like instituted that across the board. And Harzen Hootel's come from that. So Minamino, the, the only other team he could have really went to, I personally think would have been someone like Leipzig, uh, to, to play in that system. Because we play very similar with the Gengen Press and the, the High Line. It's the same model that Red Bull imply. So if he goes there and plays 17 games, it goes one of two ways. He plays terrible. And we bin him off. He plays unbelievable. He comes back in and fights for his place and gets in the team. Or he yeah. plays unbelievable and we sell him for about 20 mil and we've made stupid money on him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as I say, for me, it was it was the right move. People are saying, oh, why haven't we sent Arigi out on loan? For me, like, Arigi's done. I know he's getting played every now and again, but for me, Arigi and Liverpool are done. I think he'll like, go Minamino, What? I think he'll go in the summer. Yeah, Minamino's still got a chance. Um, although he's not getting a game. So the only way he's got of, at the minute for this season, the only way he's got a revive in his career at Liverpool is to go out on loan, show what he can do. And like prove, prove the to Jürgen, prove Just to the, the fans. Because there's still plenty of fans out there, isn't it? That are like, what even is he? Show yeah. us what you are, show us what you can I do. I mean, I've got a lot of time for Takumi Amino from that game. He's mm. arguably one of the best people I've seen come to Anfield and play against us. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was so good, so, so good for, for Salzburg. He he bullied us, he ultimately. Uh, and we just haven't seen that at Liverpool yet, but I just would have kept hold of him, to be honest. Um, just to see Ashley fume every week if he ever got a game. Like... <laughs> Loads of Liverpool <laughs> fans don't like him because when he's played, he's been bad against the uh, Aston Villa's kids. He was terrible. Yeah. But then he's only going to get better. So a lot of them. Yeah, the whole team was terrible um, for the first half. So... I don't know. I I, I think Arigi will probably go in the, the summer um, because that Awoni is going to get a work permit finally. 
he's going to get his international cap at some point this year for Nigeria. You know, the one who we've loaned to Union Berlin. Yeah. And he's very similar to Origi. Very, but he, he's probably better. I was looking at him and I was speaking to a few people about, about him and he, he's been bossing it at Union Berlin this year. You know, like he, he's a good talent. Let's, I mean, similar to Origi, when you first said that, I kind of <laughs> I raised a little eyebrow. Um, so we don't need anyone similar to Divock Origi. There's only one Divock Origi, thank Christ for that. Um, but if you're saying he's better, then I'll have a bit of that. I, I think he, I don't think he's unbelievably better. I don't think he's going to come in and start every week, but... Um, the, apparently like he's got the motivation he's very similar to say Haaland who's got the motivation to be the best in the world and I'm not comparing mm-hmm. him to Haaland because he's nowhere near Haaland's level but I just think Origi I think he, we could even include him in a deal for Haaland in the summer um, which may seem mad but Haaland's release clauses this summer so he's going regardless Some, he's got a 70 mil release clause somebody is paying 70 million for Erlen Haaland <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't put Divock in a deal for anyone. I, I'd just do the deal and then sell him separately. I think if we value him, he had us once about 25 mil for him and he's just not worth that much money. No. Uh, so if you said to like Dortmund, we'll give you 55 million in Origi for Haaland and they say, yeah, you've got Origi off and you've got Erlen Haaland coming in. So Yeah, you wouldn't argue with that. I think this summer is a big summer for Liverpool, a massive summer. Um I think that, did you look at their rumours about that Celtic car from Marseille? Yeah, he was the other defender that was meant to become a Washington. I think he he was one of the summer targets, apparently, um, who we were going to try and get in early. We would have got him if they had found cover, um, Mm -hmm. which they couldn't do. I think he'll be someone we bring in in the summer. Obviously, there's the worry about if Gomez will play at this level again. Uh, It's never, people are saying, oh, he's going to come back soon, but it's it's whether that tendon heals properly after listening to a podcast where a physio I'd said he's never seen an injury that bad in his life. And at one time, he could be treating 10, 10 ACL injuries. He might never play this level again. And I think that's why Kabak's coming, because Van Dijk's the left side of the centre-half. So yep. the fact that we've went and got someone of Kabak's stature, in a sense of he's going to cost 18 sort of million at the end of the season if we want him, that right side of the centre-half for me is telling me that Klopp's he's actively looking for the replacement. Yeah, yeah. I think Matip. I think he's done as much though. as he's done as much as I love him. Like it's sad, just, isn't it? It's you, so you can't sad. have a you can't have a, a player in your squad who maybe plays two games a month if you're lucky. He's and a good, it is sad. He is a good lover, but then when he plays, he's not when, when he plays and when he's fit, he's arguably one of the best centre halves in the world. Yeah, he's so good. He's so so good, and I just. We bought him now when he was injury prone. That, that's the like, ultimate conclusion. Yeah. So we knew he was injury prone. He was injury prone at Schalke as well. He, but he was never was bought. It, was he a free or we got him really he, cheap? No, we got or... him for free. Um, his contract was up, but he was injury prone at Schalke. And we it ultimately, mm-hmm. he was bought as the cover. He was bought as the cover for Van Dijk and Gomez. He can play either side of the, of the back two. But I just feel as though he's done now. I feel maybe we're going to probably go and either buy Kabak if he impresses or go and get that Celtic car in the summer mm. and then Gomez will ultimately probably be the backup. Um but look, I don't know. I'm excited to be honest to see what's next for Liverpool. I'm excited to see if Klopp goes bold and throws these two together and says like you've got till the end of the season to make a partnership. 
Like, because <laughs> ultimately, oh. one thing you got to think of is Kabach has to impress if he wants to stay at Liverpool. He's not going to want to go back to Schalke. They're probably going to get relegated. I mean, they've got that. They've got Socrates and Mustafi at the back now. <laughs> Schalke, they're definitely going down. I mean, I yeah, mean, I mean, I don't want that much pressure on a player to have to perform. Uh, because that can send the red west. That they can, that can force them into making rash decisions don't and going for balls it, they shouldn't go to. And don't you think it's the perfect that, situation for him now? Because he's going to put that pressure on himself to be like, I want to impress. I want to stay at Liverpool. This is my chance. This is my break. And there's no fans depends there. On the man. There's no fans there to get on his back if he does play a yeah. bad game. If he plays a bad game, the players aren't going to slag him off in the game. There's no That's fans true. there to, to like say be like swearing and everyone go and go mad in the game. So I feel that it's the perfect opportunity. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. You could be right there. I think as long as he turns off all the social media accounts, <laughs> just he, just finish them he off. He ain't got to worry. He's got the whole of Turkey backing him. Honestly, <laughs> honest to God, like <laughs> some of the replies to people about Kabak yesterday were mad, mad. And I was laughing because I can, I can understand very basic Turkish, um, and. <laughs> some of the, the like, I can understand a lot of the swear words, for example. <laughs> um, and even go mad, <laughs> proper mad, <laughs> proper mad. Um, but I'm, I'm buzzing for it. To, it's just a typical take, and I, I'm happy. Do you know what? Any any new player comes in, and I'm happy, and I'm excited to see them play. And I always hope and wish for the best for any player that comes into us. I want them to succeed because that means we succeed. I'd just throw them both in against Brighton. I, I don't think I could handle that myself. Like, yeah, gives you a chance. But, but Brighton have been crap this year. Oh, I know, but I don't know. No, it's just giving me anxiety even thinking about throwing two brand new centre backs. Doesn't this, make, doesn't this make handle. you feel better knowing that we could potentially have a proper defenders in, in the back, put Henderson hold and with Genie and Thiago a bit more advanced? I mean, in in ten days' time, two weeks' time, yeah, absolutely. If you're not ready now, you're not ready in ten days. I mean, Robbo, I know, obviously, had six months and now, and Fabinho had near a year before he broke into the team. But this is different. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He probably don't even know where they're living yet, and you're throwing them in a centre back together. Like I know where they're living. We live in um, on the docks by a Costco, where they pull for the players to get out. But uh, ben, ben Davis will probably stay where he is. To be honest, Preston's only an hour away. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, and that's another good thing, really. Like he he's a northern lad. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, is he local? Like, is he from there? He's from Barrow and Fairness. Um, right, okay, yeah, that's northwest. Yeah. Apparently, he doesn't like scousers because uh, a few Everton <laughs> fans dug up an old sweep. But uh, I can put me he, life. He can on change it. his mind, can't he? Everyone changes the mind. Everyone hates scousers till they come here, and then they're like, ah, <laughs> "What a city!" But I'd throw them both in um, because you can't play them both against City. That's suicidal. Throwing playing mm. them both against Leicester is Vardy's back. Suicidal. Playing them both against Brighton. Mopai's only scored seven goals this season. Three of them from the penalty spot. You've just been describing him like Messi the other. Like a no, he's fast. Ago. He's fast, <laughs> and that's the risk. He's fast, and you've got to keep him quiet. But then he hasn't been on it this. Brighton haven't been on it this season. They're like Sheffield United in a sense of they were good last year. Mopai was unbelievable last year, but they've just fizzled out this year. Um, maybe it's through signings because you're bringing Adam Lana in who's finished basically and it's not going to give the team much hope he's not going to dislodge someone like Basuma do you know what I mean is that Lamptey still playing at right back as well for them because I remember 
he was I'd have him. quite impressive I'd the first him. couple of times I've seen him. Well, Southampton apparently bid for Neko Williams, didn't he, yesterday? I would have let him go. And oh, yeah, I think that's all to like. I yeah. think at the end of this season, we'd probably sell Nico and, and could maybe go in for Lamptey, but then Lamptey's... That'd be a good buy because he could replace... He could not replace, but with Costas, for example... He's played in the Champions League. He's a phenomenal left-back, so he's made Robbo play better. If you bring someone like yeah. Tarek Lamptey in, who is good enough to play in the Premier League week in, week out, it's going to make... quality. Tr- yeah, it's going to worry Trent, isn't it? It is. It's, it's quality competition, which is what you need in every position. Like, you want a player on the bench who is as good as, if not better than you, because you then raise your performance to make sure you're on that team sheet next week, don't you? Yeah, um, I think they all they all welcome competition in the squad. Yeah, they do. Well, how much better the front three played when Jota came in? I can't wait yeah. for him to be back though. You know, if he's back for City, I I'm going to throw something out for you now. I don't think Liverpool are going to get beat again this season. I think we're going to win every game. The last seventeen games, I think we're going to win them all. Touch wood. <sighs> <laughs> Under normal circumstances, I would probably agree with you. But as I've said a couple of weeks back, this season is not not done and dusted. Nothing's decided. There's no. I don't think there's going to be one single team who's going to go on a run of major wins or even major defeats. It's going to be all over the place till the end. Before the Tottenham game, I was saying to to Cam yeah. when he said we're going to win the league. I said we're not. Them two results have made me believe again. You know. And that's that's the, the how fickle we are and how I feel as though now, fragile points are in the league. I, I feel that. as though the league's gonna start to to separate again. Um when you look like we're five points off West Ham, for example, in mm-hmm. fifth the fifth. Yeah. So do you think that top four is gonna like break away from the rest now? Yeah, so West Ham are far five or four points off the top four now. I feel as they're gonna start break. The only exception might be United if they have a good European run might fizzle off, but I feel as though they're going to get beat by Celsius anyway because they're flying in the, in the Liga and David Silva's been an absolute baller over there. So I, I don't really know. Um, but I think I don't think the top four is going to completely fade away from everyone because I think Arsenal could get back up there. Odegaard is a, is a phenomenal signing for them. Really, really good. He could get them back into the top four, but I think Liverpool and City will, will stretch apart now from others. Um, I think it's going to be like it has been in previous seasons because United haven't got an easy run in the neck. They've got Southampton tonight. Um, so it's a Kumi Minamino is going to score an Atrich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. I, it's not it's another one of them. Like, do you think he'll play him this soon? Yeah. Probably get him off the bench or something, score an Atrich. Let's in the be last honest, he's minutes. going to Southampton and Liverpool are a lot more intensive in training than Southampton. So I think I think he could go in and play for them. Um, he's a good option for them to have as well. But they play Southampton today. Um, so even if Southampton Southampton are capable, the duo win. Do you know what mm. I mean? They were flying to start the season. They are duo win. They are capable of getting points off United. Um, so if they get points off United, then we're going to go to third tomorrow on forty three points, and we're two points above United. And I just feel as though us and City will just run away with it now this year. Um, I'm sure though City. I, I this is why I think we, we'll win the league again because I'm sure City have got a hard run of games. You know, mm, it's uh, honestly like they've got Burnley tomorrow, to and then they've got us 
and then they play Tottenham and then they play Arsenal and then in between the Champions League games they've got West Ham United Fulham then they play Wolves Leicester Leeds so they haven't got an easy next we, nah. we've, we've had we've got a hard run of games ourselves but City have got to play us Tottenham Arsenal United in the next before the, basically the end of Feb or the start of March play United I just think the, the league's ours I think people are saying it's City's to lose I think it's ours to lose I don't know like whoever's top of the league currently are the current favourites aren't they yeah like, but I would put money on the put to win it again now I would I just don't think City are, are that good anymore John Stones is being unbelievable this year but he's only one bad game away from being crap again. He's that's it. You don't need to go to your last game, aren't you? Yeah, and we know he can be terrible. Look, Luke Shaw has been looking good at United. You know what I mean? It says it all. But I just think I, I think toward maybe not tomorrow, but I think in a few games we will probably see Davis and Kabach with each other. That puts Fabinho back into the six. That and makes that, me so happy. Yeah, and once he's there, a he's covering them. As well, and defensively, if they do, if like they do make mistakes, he's been playing central defensive um, for most of the season. So in his mind, he's a defender at the minute. So he's yeah. still going to have that defensive mindset. He's also going to be spraying balls back up. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes me sad is if you start them too. Fabinho has to play Holden, has to play the six. Yeah. Thiago has to play the advanced role. Yeah. And I feel as though Henderson has to play because when he doesn't play, we get beat. But then I don't want to drop Genie because Genie's been world class. So well, it... yeah, you've got you've got games coming thick and fast. We've got a game every three four days, I think, from now until the end of the season. So you're going to have to rotate. You've got Champions League games coming up, but they're all going to get it and go. I don't think any of them are worried about that. Do you think that we should have bought another centre half? Another centre half? Yeah, add three. With no. Matter being out for the season. No. And Van Dijk. No. no what happens not. if one of them gets injured? We're back to playing Fabinho in centre-half. Well, all right. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Just... I'm okay with Fabinho playing centre-half. I'm also more that. than okay with him playing. I'm more than okay with him playing centre-mid. You say that, right? The minute you see Fabinho play that holding midfield role again, you won't want him back in centre-half. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will. <sighs> Oh yeah, I mean, given the jokes, I want him in centre mid, but I'm, I'm more than okay with him having to, you know, fill in at the back because he's world class there as well. Just world class, isn't he? But yeah, hit me yeah. with the um, your line up then for Brighton. Okay, um, so it'll be Allison, Trent, Phillips, Henderson, Robertson. Uh, Wijnaldum, Thiago, Shah, then Salah, Bobby, Dibach. What score? 3-0. I'm going to go with Allison, Robbo, Henderson, Davis. No, Allison, Trent, Henderson, yeah. Davis. Simicas, um, Genie, Jones, Thiago, Shach, Bobby, Salah. 
Yeah. I think Simicass Rob has had a rest this season. No. It's a decent game to throw Simicass in, really, Brighton. Um I reckon Klopp will come up with an, another absolute madness of a lineup. Like no one expected them to put that team up like he did against West Ham. No. So I wouldn't mind having Henderson back. It's play centre half though. Um he's been decent. I think he'll probably go back there, you know, and in the yeah, towards the end of his career, I think he's he's capable. Um, I don't know. People used to say that about Steven Gerrard, the older he got. Oh, but Gerrard is... Oh. Oh, like, <laughs> you couldn't put Steven Gerrard centre-back like, ever. People who said that, he's just laughing at them. It was like, you can't take... No, it's, even if he's got no legs, you can't take <laughs> Steven Gerrard out of that midfield. You just can't do it. Uh, I was listening to Joey Barton on the, the Robbie File podcast last night, and he was saying like, Henderson will be regarded as one of the, the best ever Liverpool captains, but he's not Steven Gerrard. And then like Robbie was saying, but nobody is Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard, fact, <coughs> is the oh, greatest God. midfielder of the English history. He's the greatest English midfielder of all time. Fact. And I'll fight anyone for that. He's better than Hoddle. Better than Scholes. Better than Lampard. Um, who else has played there? I mean, all these players you name and may have better single attributes in certain areas, but as a, as a mif- complete midfielder, you everything. just can't get near Gerard. Yeah, he's the best of his, best was, best will ever be. And I'm going to go 6 0 tomorrow. Um, I think we're going to absolutely dominate them. I think Mo Salah's back in form, Bobby's back in form, Shaq has been unbelievable when he's came in. Um, that ball for the goal, by the way, that cross was just. Yeah, I love Shaq, you know. I'm so happy to see him getting a go. I really do like him. I think he's a he's a phenomenal footballer. I'm I'm buzzing. Buzzing to see him getting a chance. And obviously any other season he probably wouldn't have got a chance because he wouldn't have gone into the midfield because we would have had we wouldn't have had to be playing for Beano and Anderson there. So And I think he's better in centre mid than he was on the ring. Yeah, for sure, yeah. At that, he's as more that 10, he gets on the ball more, doesn't he? Yeah, as that ten, he was brilliant against West Ham. That's yeah. why I think we start him again as a ten. Because I don't think he's going to start against City. I think if Mane's, Mane's injury is meant to be minor, but I don't think they're risking for Brighton. With that game no, on, on Sunday. Not with City coming up now. Yeah, it's too big of a game. So, Shaq, Bobby and Salah. Uh, maybe, maybe drop Salah um, to give him a rest. But I feel like with most Salah, once he's scoring, your best thing to do is just keep him on the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep, keep him fired and don't rest Brighton. He's going to score a few against Brighton, hopefully, and then he's going into City with... Oh, if he gets two against Brighton, four goals in his last two games, he is in the mood then against City, which is what you want. Yeah. Um, or maybe don't play Shaq and save him for City and play the Ox in the 10. Give him a bit of confidence. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Because he just hasn't looked... I know he's coming back from a bad injury, but he just hasn't looked the same, as he, at all, the Ox. No, I mean, that formation worked, that diamond... Really, did we really played the diamond against, against West Ham. Spurs. We didn't. Or was it was a 4-3-3. There's 4-3-3 because we played the front three. 4-3-3 Spurs, yeah. That, that diamond against West Ham really worked for me. I do think something like that would be required against Brighton. They are good in midfield. That's probably the strongest area of the team. Um, they play a 4-3-3. Brighton, like I said, they're very, very, very similar to Liverpool, the way they set mm-hmm. up. I mean, nowhere near as good. But they play a similar style of play, um, pressing off the ball and stuff. And I think that's why Potter brought Lallana into, because he was the first one he brought into Klopp's ethos, weren't he? So I think he's went there to like put, show them basically how good it can be. Um, yeah. And I honestly think that's why they've been bad this year, because they're learning a new system. But the, 
if they tick, like we've seen them tick against Tottenham, they're a good team. They're a really mm. good team, and I don't think we should underestimate them. Yeah, they're, they're one of them teams. If they if they survive this year, they'll be one to watch next year. If yeah. they keep that manager, don't yeah. get me wrong. If if they if they hang on by the skin of the teeth and then the the Brighton board have a brain fart and decide to get rid of the manager, I think they've had it. But if they keep him, I think Potter's too well. Key. Yeah, I think if he, I don't even think they'd sack him if he went down. Brighton don't Brighton aren't one of them who chop and change managers that I can think of. Uh, I think they do tend to keep all the match. They're not like Watford or anything like that. Mm. They, they do tend to keep managers. He's a good, he's a good manager. I like him. Uh, if they went down, I'd like him to get a job in the Premier League. I like I like the style of football. I like I just like him as a manager. Really, I think he's a he's a good manager. Like Nuno Spiro, so I think he'll probably go at the end of the season. As Wolves haven't been that good this year, but then again they're in a transition page because they just went and bought like. Semedo and stuff. The whole Portugal team. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you got rid of the new now, Wolves collapse because yeah. everyone's went there for him. So it's interesting. I think both boards need to understand there, don't they? Yeah. It, I, and I do think stick the, with it. the Premier League is going to be interesting in the next few years. Um, in a sense of there's so many clubs with so many good players and so many good managers that anyone could win it. it do you know what? It wouldn't shock me if one year Wolves won the Premier League if they kept Nuno and keep improving on that team it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest yeah. to be honest I mean they're not they're not a million miles off are they no not well, really quality wise the squad they've got if they can keep hold of that, that if they just like, keep adding to it like I honestly wouldn't rule out towards the end of his career Ronnie going there you know if they've got Nuno and they've got a whole wall, they've got a whole Portugal team he could go he could do like go and play with those national teams players he, he could like people would laugh at that comment but if at the end of his career, if he wants to just go and play every other week, do you know what I mean? Like if he's if he's past it, if he went, he's not gonna look as past. Ronnie's all about his his ego. If he goes to like say United in three four years, and he's fit, he's past it. He's gonna look past it. If he goes to someone like Wolves, he's not gonna look past it, is he? <laughs> do you know? What yeah, I mean? Do you know what I mean? I, I I'm I just thinking. Of, I'm thinking of playing, playing FIFA here. Yeah. He's playing. <laughs> in and amongst world-class players week in, week out. Then every couple of months he goes and plays with a load of half-wits at Portugal. Scores a couple of goals, goes back home. He's not going to want to do that week in, week out and play with all these players who aren't as good as him every week. True. True, but I don't know. He loves Portugal, though. <laughs> Get off FIFA. <laughs> I'm Bristol on FIFA. They just got the prem. <laughs> but yeah, nice one, as always, Steve. Um, nice. Hopefully we're... One of us are right, and it's another win. I can't be bothered seeing the pool drop points again. Um, I don't think we will. I think we should dominate. So, yeah, yeah. up the red six nil. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy.